Welcome back to another episode of Strong, Badass, and Over 50. Yeah. A podcast <laughs> about and for women over 50. Talking about all the things that matter to us and the things that come up in this part of life. Today, we are going to be interviewing Samantha Dutto. <laughs> I hope I said that correctly. And Donna's going to tell us a little bit about her. So my friend, Samantha Dutto, also a.k.a. the debt crusher. Now, Samantha has been working in the finance industry for over 15 years, helping a wide variety of clients. In the corporate setting, she advised financial institutes on managing customer credit behavior and strategies. Now, in the private sector, she is driven to show individuals, families, and business owners how to achieve financial success. As a wealth advisor, Samantha is passionate about teaching the fundamentals of managing money while creating financial legacies by helping her clients eliminate debt, live with peace of mind today, plan, save, and invest for tomorrow. Samantha, ooh, yay! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I, I love when you read that last part because it reminds me of um, of the beauty of what I get to do. Because a lot of people think, oh, you know. <laughs> Take, getting rid of debt, building wealth, all that stuff. First of all, it's for certain people only. And it's like so future-minded. Right. And people always think about, it's so heavy. It's like, it's so sacrifice-driven. So when you said live for today, I it just reignited something in me because that's really what I like. I, I love for people to know is that just because you're, you're getting rid of debt, so something that you did in the past, right? And you're building for the future tomorrow, you can still enjoy today. And there's ways of doing that. And as I think that's one of the, the big things that stops people because they're so like, oh, that means I don't get to live, you know, YOLO, I don't get to live my life, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But you do. So anyway, I got just so excited when you said that. It just reminded me of all of that. And cool. I love that you're so excited about what you do because yeah. so many people are not. So right. Samantha, <laughs> where where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I'm originally from Rome, Italy. Ooh. So born and raised. Um, I came over when I was uh, almost 19. So I was 18 years old. Uh, came, took a flight, Rome, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, to go to college. So I landed here 33 years ago, um, wow. almost. Yeah, I know. So, and I came here, you know, for the, for the reasons we all hear about for the American dream, I wanted to, you know, create uh, a life that I wanted to live and, you know, make money, live the dream, have a house, car, kids, dogs, all of that. So, and you um, got it. And I got it. Oh, my gosh. And that's why Randy is part of why I'm, I, I'm so excited about what I do, because my life experience. So I'm 51. So I fall into the category of the badass over 50. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've like experienced all the different phases of life um, right. and uh, and all the things that we can do. So, you know, came here not even 19 years old to go to college and study and work hard and achieve the American dream. Very cool. I just want to say as a side note, I would like to achieve the Italian dream. So <laughs> what is the well, Italian dream? Living in Italy. Oh, right. <laughs> I guess so, the grass is it's, always it's funny that you say that because I feel like it's that's part of why I love doing what I do. And I think that's what makes separates me from a lot of other people is that I know um, what it means to enjoy life. I mean, like gr growing up, right. um, you know, my, my dad, 100% Italian. He I mean, he was the type that 
you know, come pick us up at school. We had school on Saturdays. You know, he'd come and pick us up at 1.30 and he's like, pack your bags. We're going to, you know, Capri for the weekend, right? Or we'll drive to Naples to go get pizza. I mean, it's just like he wow. embodied the, the, the essence of enjoying, you know, life. So part of what I, you know, what I, what I talk about is La Dolce Vita, which is, yeah. you know, famous sixties yeah. movie where it talks about enjoying life. Um, and I really believe that I really believe it's possible to, you know, build wealth and enjoy your life at the same time. Very cool. I love that. But I want to step back for for a minute. So you came to the States to go to school. Mm-hmm. Had you ever visited here before, before you went to yes. school here? Oh, so you yeah. were kind of familiar, but what was the transition like coming from life in Rome to life in Atlanta? Right. Um, it was very different. I was used to it because my mom is originally from Pittsburgh. Oh. Uh, oh. So we would we would visit um, my mom's family every other year. Um, so and that was part of it, you know, part of coming here and. Um, you know, in Italy, when growing up, we lived in an apartment in Rome, you know, so we come to the States, to Pittsburgh, we had the house with the pool and, wow. you know, and 16 year olds could drive, you know, we didn't, we didn't know any of that. Right. So I lived, I, it's like, I lived the best of both worlds because I would live and grow you know, growing up in Italy and then come on vacation in the States. And that kind of, you know, I would say blindsided or, you know, created like a little bit of a bubble mentality a little bit. Cause my mom used to say, cause I was like, by the time I, I, I got to high school, I was like, I'm going to the States. That's like, <laughs> you know, life in America is like the best thing in the world. And my mom would say, you know, I, I know it, it looks good. It's great, but don't forget when you go there, you're on vacation. So being there is a little bit different. Uh, so when I came here, you know, I, you know, First of all, coming in as a student all by myself, it was a little bit of a reality check. Um, but, you know, it's my mentality was I'm here, I'm getting it done. So um, I got it done. I mean, I studied, I got my undergraduate degree, then got my master's degree and then went to work. Wow. So what made you choose finance as your field of interest? Uh, well, a couple of things. One, my dad um, was in banking. So I just remember just always, you know, sitting in the car and asking him questions and how the how banks worked, how international trade worked, because we lived a little bit. We lived for about two years in London uh, because um, he was transferred to London. So I was familiar with the financial world in that sense. Um, and I just I love numbers. Um, and uh, and then I, I also, you know, the, the funny part is my uh, on my father's side. So my grandmother my dad, we were, we are the typical, you know, my grandmother grew up during the, you know, was born in the first war, had children, was a mom in the second. My dad was actually born in 42. So right then in the middle of the second war. So they were very much, you know, you know, they, they, they saved everything they could. Uh, and my grandmother was just a natural born saver. Like she hid money everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I know I inherited that genetic. <laughs> I would, I mean, as a kid, I would have, I had my little hiding spots and as an adult as well, I always had my little, we call it the mom's secret stash. So, uh, it was just always something that <laughs> we call it sock money because yeah. my father used to put it in his sock drawer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, something that just, I, I, I'll be honest, Randy, I love saving money. I love it. It just, 
I almost love saving it more than, than spending it. Wow. Uh, so even in my journey, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in my journey, really, you know, and part of, you know, because I think we all, the beauty of life, I think we all are doing something that we've had to work through. And mine wasn't so much like the saving and investing, but it was really the spending and enjoying. So I know, you know, especially when, when I had kids and I started seeing, you know, that really spending money can be joyful if you spend it on things that do bring you joy, right? right? right. So that for me was a really a process of learning that part and enjoying it and then and seeing how, oh, wait, you can save and invest for the future and actually enjoy today because it's okay to spend money if it brings you joy. Right. I got a lot of joy. Yeah. I spend, <laughs> I spend a lot of money. Me too. <laughs> so oh, were you going to say something, Samantha? No, I was going to say it. So it's, you know, it's like when we spend money on the things that we really like, it really, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. you, you realize that really money is not bad. It's the meaning that we attach to it. Right. right? Absolutely. So, yeah. I love spending money on on certain things. I mean, like to have a nice, beautiful meal, mm. that brings a lot of joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Samantha, did you work in cor- for a corporate firm before going it alone? Yes. So as I said earlier, I, I kind of did all the phases of life. So when I, you know, I, I followed the American dream to a T and in, in Italy is the same way. I mean, it was really more of a parenting thing. You do well in school, right? You get good grades, you get into a good college. And then when you're there, you get good grades, you get into a good job. Right. So I, I did all of that. So when I, when I finished with my master's, I went to work for um, a small f- firm that eventually uh, became uh, Experian, one of the three credit bureaus. Um, so I worked with financial institutions, banks, you know, car finance companies. So I learned the ins and outs of marketing, the ins and outs of, uh, you know, uh, lending collections, account management, um, all of those, all those wonderful things. And then because I was in that field, I'd learned so much of what I applied to me, my personal finances, and then eventually when I got married. And, you know, so by the time we had um, our first child, we were set. I had been planning that. And that's my other thing. I'm a planner. We had been planning for that moment for years. So um, I, you know, so I decided to stay home with my son and then eventually a daughter. So I was a stay-at-home mom for many years after that. Um, but still, you know, and that's where my joy of teaching it came in because I was teaching my kids and then I would go to their schools and, and teach financial literacy. Um, oh, wow. and then right as they were getting into high school, I realized, you know, it's, I love helping the kids, but I realized they're really the ones that helped, they needed the help for the parents. Uh, and that was the transition. So I went corporate, stay at home mom, independent financial advisor. I got licensed and, and really started teaching adults, the ins and outs of money. Wow. Um, that's very, very interesting. I, I probably could have used you in high school. Yeah. Uh, both. Cause we didn't learn anything about finance nothing. or financial responsibility or any of that when I was younger. No, um, not at all. Nothing. I mean, yeah, you would nothing. think, but no, we learned how to bake yeah, cookies. It's, it's, it's a big issue because I, I think most people, you know, because we're not taught, um, we start off, Almost, and especially the way the system is set up, we're set up. We start off at life behind already, right? So it's so much of there's so much catching up, and then if we're not giving the tools to catch up, um, it's really hard. 
right? Yeah. yeah. But when in the end, when we, you know, when I sit down um, and explain it, the system is really, the way to do it is really, it's not hard. It's simple. It's just that we're not given the tools to do it. Right. So we find ourselves sometimes such a hole that it's really hard. It's really hard to get out of debt. Really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to that point, like there's so many different ways to grow your money, whether it's IRAs, annuities, stock market, Bitcoin, like I, that to me, all, just not knowing what to look at is the most intimidating. Like what are the best ways you think are for people to grow their money? Or is it a combination of many of those things? Right. Um, now that's a great question. The way I like to think about it is your money, your financial situation is just like a house. So I actually call it a financial house, right? So when we're building a house, we start from the bottom, right? From the foundation. We want to make sure that is set. So what do we need to do? First thing we need to do is make sure that we have an emergency fund. So we need to have cash, mm-hmm. right? And we want to have something aside, you know, as, as a base to say, no matter what, we have cash to go to in case there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. The second thing we want to do is, you know, depending on, obviously everybody's different and everybody, but we want to make sure everything is protected, what we have. So part of the reason why we have car insurance, part of the reason we have home insurance um, is to protect uh, those assets in in case something happens. The most important asset we have is ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not only protecting our life, but we're really protecting our income. So if you have financial dependence, you have to have that in your foundation, um, all the proper insurance. And then you start building the house. Um, and building the house, the first step is, okay, is there debt? Yes, no. If there's no debt, then we move on and build the second um, floor. If there is, then we take care of the debt. We have to have a plan to get out of debt. And then we continue to build up. What's the next need? The next big need to plan for is the big one. You know, There's a couple, but long-term is... Retirement. We right. all have to plan for that. No matter, you know, I, and I know it's hard sometimes when you're 25 years old thinking, oh my gosh, but that's like 40 years away. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, we're all planning that one day we don't want to work. So, so it's really a step process of building a house. What are the needs that we have? So we want to make sure we have an emergency foundational and then protection all across, just like health insurance, health right. insurance, is the same thing. So we're protecting and then we're building. Got it. Mm-hmm. That does make it sound a little less intimidating. Yeah. When yeah, she puts right. when when you put it like takes a financial advisor to put it in right. real terms right. for you. Right. So Samantha, there's a lot of divorce happening over 50. And in many cases, you know, women have either stayed at home to raise the kids or there's just an unequal earnings because women get paid less than men. When a woman's financial security changes, what steps should she take to start to grow her money? And is it, I mean, if we're, you know, 60 or 65, 70 years old, is it too late to do that? Or are we kind of screwed? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, the number one thing is we're not, it, it's never too late. And I feel like that if, if, if there is anything, you know, anybody listening, the most important thing is that it's never too late, mm-hmm. never too late to start or never too late to organize um, wh- what our finances are. At the end of the day, what we're planning for, um, and it's true, 
um, you know, if one, when I look at all the statistics, we earn less. Yeah. Period. Right. And there's several reasons for that. Um, one is, um, yeah, a lot of us take time off to take care of, you know, the family. Uh, a lot of us, even if we don't take time off, we're usually the primary people that take care of, you know, children if they're sick. Um, and then on the flip side, we're more likely to uh, take care of parents, our sick parents, to take time off for that. Uh, the other thing, too, that is a really little spoken statistic, we are women are way more um, educated than men. So. Yay, great. But what does that mean? That means we have more student loans than men do. Oh, really? Yes. I so, had no idea of that. Yeah, we're more in debt as far as uh, student loans than men are uh, because we're more educated. <laughs> we spend more time in school. We earn less, right? Even at equal jobs, we earn less. And then we have all those the factors with the children. So, um, so it is an important consider- consideration for women to make sure that they're, they're, they're being take that we take care of our finances. And part of the reason why I particularly love working with women is because of all those things we just talked about. One, number two, uh, we're the caretakers. Bottom line, we take care of everybody. So, uh, and then number three, um, we are going to spend more time. All of us at one point in our lives are going to be by ourselves. So on average, almost a third of our life, we're going to be on our own. So that means, you know, whether we're single, married, divorced, widowed, we live longer. So why do I say all of that? Because we have to educate ourselves. Uh, Not that we all have to become financial advisors, but we have to educate ourselves to just have the confidence to make certain decisions, even if the decision is to hire someone to help us take care of our money. Right. So we have to have that confidence because most people don't um, make financial decisions because they're afraid. And if you think about it in all, you know, it's like, you know, we're doing some more remodeling at the house and a lot of things. I'm afraid of making a decision because I don't understand it. Right. Right. Am I supposed to use this product? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? Well, I don't know. I don't understand. So my first reaction is like, I don't want to make a decision. Right. So we do that a lot, you know, as women. For our money, we're afraid of making the wrong decision, so we think not making a decision is um, will will resolve the issue in a way. <laughs> so, so super important we get educated. So, yeah, but especially as women. And then the other big factor that people don't really don't know is that over the next um, ten to twenty years, we're going to control. Women are going to control seventy percent of the wealth of this country. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. So. All this to say, um, we need to take control of the finances in the house while we're married and afterwards, hmm. uh, be- because it is a protection issue, right? Right. Um, when we stay at home, take care of the kids, we give up control of the money. So, um, you know, so what can we do afterwards, after the divorce? obviously is is to have a plan and really that is the answer for you know so it's like whether you're divorced or not married single widowed the most important thing is to understand is that you have to have a plan um even if the plan is okay where's my money coming from retirement a lot of us are going to have access to social security is social security number one going to cover our expenses that's the number one question if and it's not which most likely is not the average social security check right now is thirteen hundred dollars a month oh. We're not living off $1,300 a month, right? 
So what do we need to do? If we have 5, 10, 15 years, we need to build up enough that will help us cover that that difference. Interesting. Wow. And having a plan is key. Okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I totally get it. And you're right. Like for me, it's always fear-based. Like what if I buy a stock and it goes down? Or what if I invest in something? Else? Yeah, I, It's totally yeah, based exactly. on like fear of right. making the wrong choice. Right. Right. And I, and, and the thing is this is if we, if we could learn and educate ourselves and even, you know, sometimes I think about, like I said, it's not like we all have to become financial advisors because one of the big things that I believe in life, we're all gifted with, with a, with a talent and a skill. This one is mine, but you know, we, we, I mean, look at Donna's. I mean, like there's, you know, when she does her creams, I'm like, I wouldn't have a clue even where to start. So I'm not going to go and do that. I'm going to hire somebody to do it for me. Sure. So sometimes you realize, you know, why not just hire somebody to do it so that they can make the decisions and you can rest assured it's done because it's better to do something like that, you know, pay somebody versus not doing anything at all because the most important factor. So going, looping it back in really the most important factor in all of this is to really just do something. Right. Because the, really the number one success factor in building wealth is time. It's not even the amount of money, right? It's it's having time where your money has a chance to grow. Is is every investment, whether it's in the stock market, whether it's in real estate, um, whether it's in a business, do all they're all going to have a certain percentage. You're not going to make it, and a certain percentage are going to make it. But over time, especially the stock market, over time most of them do well because it's all based on the economy. The economy is here. The companies are here. They're in the business of making money. You better believe they're going to fight to stay in business. So, right. So Samantha, what are three tips that you can share with our listeners to help them keep and grow their money? Ooh, great tip. Great question. Now, tip number one, start. Just start. Uh, And even... So where do we start? Really, (laughs) start with an emergency fund, you know, and I will tell you when I work with someone, they come, if they come to me and say, oh, I want to invest money, right? Um, The first thing I look at, let's look at the, your emergency fund, how much money do you have put away? And if the answer is zero or not enough, uh, we start there. I'm like, you know, the first thing you need to do is have some cash on hand. I'm, we're not investing any money in the stock market until you have enough cash that if, if your car breaks down, if your water heater goes out, if you have a medical emergency, you can cover it with cash. Gotcha. Um, so that's number one. The emergency fund is really fundamental. And that's the one thing that's missing with most people. Okay. Uh, and then second tip is what are your goals? Clearly identify your goals because you can tell me I have, you know, half, half a million dollars. What's the, what are you going to do with half a million dollars? Right. What is the goal? Right. Are you looking to retire at a certain age? Uh, and how much are you going to need in retirement? Are you, do you have kids you need to send them to college? Do you need to buy a house? You know, what are your goals? So once you identify those goals, tip number three, you, you, set, you create a plan and then you implement mm-hmm. that plan. Wow. 
That's awesome. That's good. I love the way you break it down. It's so, it seems so much simpler. It's it's English. Right. We have something we understand. Right. Right. I, you know, many financial advisors, men. Yeah. I had a family, we had a family financial advisor who Mm -hmm. mansplained me. Yeah. And it was so offensive. Yes. And yeah. So, English. Thank you, Samantha, for bringing English yes. <laughs> to us. So, Samantha, if somebody wanted to talk to you further about creating their own wealth plan, how would they contact you? All right. Uh, so, I have a website. Uh, that would probably be the the quickest and easiest, plus easy to remember. It's my first name, last name, uh, dot com. So, Samantha Dutto. <laughs> D-U-T-T-O. Right. Yes. Um, or my email. Uh, so on my website, obviously, you, you you can learn more about me. And then there's a nice little button to book a call. Um, I encourage everybody to, you know, book a call with me just to have a conversation. Just have a conversation. That's all we're going to do. There you go. Uh, because I might not be the person for you. Uh, and I can definitely direct you to the right person. Uh, otherwise, my email, uh, which is samduto at gmail.com. Um, that would be a great place to contact me as well. And then I'm on the socials. My favorite, honestly, is Facebook. I get to have a lot of fun there. Uh, and it's my, my name, Samantha Duto Pierre. Uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, cool. but so those are two places, especially Facebook. If you, uh, if you like what you heard today and you want to, you know, like, you know what? I want to learn and see more. Go to my Facebook page. I have, you know, Donna knows I have a lot of fun there. You, you really get a That's feel a for. Uh, who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And if I click, if you, if you like it, if you, you know, kind of want, uh, experience life with me, follow me, friend me, um, we'll have lots of fun. Cause I think that's the whole point is, you know, let's have fun in life, even when it comes to money. There you go. I love that. that. I, really I love do. that. And uh, I, that's, I, that's a great place to end. Doesn't get much better than that. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) And ladies, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for spending your valuable, valuable time with us. We appreciate you. We are always interested in meeting amazing badasses to interview. So if there is anything you'd like to share, if you'd like to be part of the conversation, if you if you've got something to say, because we all do, please reach out to us at strong badass and over 50 at gmail.com. And we are sponsored by Donna J Wellness. Most people believe that with aging comes weight gain, pain, wrinkles and illness. But at Donna J, our clients know this isn't true. They lose the weight, look amazing and feel years younger. Visit us at www.donnajwellness.com to schedule a free consultation. And we are out from the swamps of Jersey. Thank you, Samantha. (laughs) 